Welcome to the future of education. And now, here's your host, Michael Horn. Welcome to the future of education. I'm Michael Horn, and this is the show where we are dedicated to helping the world build set of education systems where every individual can build their passions and fulfill their human potential. And I'm delighted because we don't often get to be in person when we have these conversations, uh, but the folks at PowerSchool have uh, graciously allowed me to be one of the keynote at their conference here in Orlando, Florida. And so they've uh, made available the CEO, uh, Hardeep Gulati, and the chief product officer, Marcy Daniel, and uh, it's just really good to be with you all in person. Thanks so much for doing this sit down. Thank, thanks, Michael. Great to have you here, especially with somebody who's really uh, talks and has so much written about the things which we are uh, really focused on, not just on the competency-based learning and other elements. You, you know, you have really helped us show in the way uh, in terms of the innovation. And thank you for taking the time to actually be at our user conference. Oh, you bet. So, I mean, this is honestly a delight for me and. We often, when we have these conversations, divide them up in four segments. We get our morning warm up, <laughs> sure. we go into our work cycle, yeah. we have some specials, and then closing time. So, Hardeep, you get to kick us off in the morning All warm right. up. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people, when they think about Power School, they think of it as an SIS provider, student sure. information systems, right? The origins in some ways. But from my perspective, it seems like you guys have grown into so much more, a much more complete set yeah. of solutions. And now, obviously, you're a publicly traded company. It's it's a very different uh, setting from maybe you know a decade ago. So, in your words, how do you describe what PowerSchool is and what it's evolved to be? Yeah, no, uh, th- thank you. Um, and you know, as I was sharing with you in the hallway, PowerSchool journey has been a phenomenal journey, right? We've been around more than 25 years. We've always known to be the student information system leader, and we are still today almost more than 21 million students which is almost one third of the North American school districts leverage our SIS. But we are a lot more than that now. In fact, in the last eight years, we've grown from an SIS to a full end-to-end platform. All the different elements of student information cloud built on our SIS, but also our personalized learning cloud with Schoology, which is again has more than 50 million students, assessment and curriculum. We have our student success cloud with MTSS and behavior and special ed support. We have our workforce effectiveness and workforce recruitment cloud to help really help uh, school districts, not just uh, recruit teachers and onboard them, but also helping them with their professional development. And then we take the, all the way into the, even the student workforce development. How do we really help with our Naviance product with our college career readiness? So we now reach actually 50 million students, almost 80% of the North American school districts actually leverage some of our capabilities. So, we are really now a, a more holistic provider for all the different uh, things the school districts might need. So it's holistic, it's end to end, from back end to front end and from really early learning all the way into college essentially. That, that's quite a reach. Against that backdrop, obviously artificial intelligence, I don't yeah. need to tell you, <laughs> is an incredibly hot topic yeah. in education. It's something we're gonna get into a little bit more in the details, but I guess what I wanna do sort of bigger picture because sure. it's such a hot topic right now. As you think about all of those things that PowerSchool is doing, how do you think about the vision for artificial yeah. intelligence with the roadmap that yeah. you have for PowerSchool yeah. in the long run? You know, uh, as you said, this is so much of a hot topic and you now see everybody getting onto the bandwagon. But actually, if you look at our uh, vision eight years back when I joined, one of the first things uh, when we talked to our customers and majority of the customers, we asked them, what is your biggest problem, right? And a lot of them pretty much said, hey, 
fragmentation. I've got all these different systems. I can't really improve student outcomes. And ask the second question to them, okay, tell me your nirvana. What is the one thing if we are able to do? And ultimately, if you have a clean state, no limit budget, if you can do, and say, I want to be able to personalize education for every child. We actually set up our vision and mission almost eight years back on that personalized education. But we did know that to build personalized education, you need to be the system of record, which thankfully with coming from an SIS word, we already are the system of record for all these school districts. You also need to be the system of engagement. If your parents, students, teachers need to be in your system to be able to truly personalize education within the context of their everyday learning. So that's allowed us to really bring tools like Schoology, like performance matter assessment, like special education, like Naviance, like the teacher professional development, all into our tool to really be that comprehensive system that we can understand everything, what's happening with the student, what's happening in the classroom, what's happening with the teacher. All those elements then allow us to really build our personalization, our data strategy and bring AI as to help give those insights all the way into personalizing the actual education and learning itself. So we've been marching this vision, but great to see now the technology and the metascalers are actually helping us, hyperscalers are actually helping us to an accelerate our roadmap even further. So we're very excited about some of the innovation now we are really able to accelerate and we're happy to share more about that. Today. Yeah, well, let's get, let's get right into those details and shift to our work cycle. We're going to bring Marcy into the conversation because obviously PowerSchool had this big announcement about embedding generative AI uh, into a few of the power schools teaching tools themselves. So why don't you level set us on what was the announcement specifically and what, what should we expect coming sure. out? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Um, so, I mean, really our announcement was about a collaboration that we're doing with uh, Microsoft with their OpenAI um, tools. And the first place that we're starting is really with uh, generative AI and how you can use it with an assessment or uh, check for learning understanding. Uh, and we have two core tools, Performance Matters Assessment, and then also our Learning Nav, which is a, a tailored or personalized learning pathway that you can use. And in both those environments, um, what we are doing is uh, enabling the teacher uh, to quickly develop a formative assessment um, in you know really minutes um, to be able to leverage that uh, in those core workflows that she has. Wow. So, and I love, by the way, I should say this up front, my own bias. I love that you all are focusing on the assessment piece of this because I've here for so many years, I've heard all this conversation around personalizing learning. I've obviously driven a lot of the conversation. And if you want to do that, you need to know where the student is and they're learning without the assessment. What are you actually basing that off of? So I love that you're leaning into that. And, and I guess that's where I want to go next, which is, for educators who maybe they're hearing, hearing a lot of the hype and buzz right around AI, and maybe they feel like it's a cool technology in search of a problem or it's causing problems because, gosh, it's complicating my own assessments that I've had out there. They're you know cheating, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I guess say it a little bit more succinctly, like what are you trying to solve for educators and what can they expect as these tools get embedded uh, with AI? So, I mean, I think what we're looking at um, is how do we apply AI to core workflows, um, things that teachers do every day, um, and really how we can save them time. At the end of the day, um, you mentioned like assessment. Assessment's used in a lot of different ways, but it's used pretty much every day for a teacher to understand they might do an exit ticket once they teach a, a unit or uh, a plan that day, you know, did they get it? What did they get? What did they not get? And so if we can enable them to take 
you know, something that normally takes an hour, an hour and a half to put together like a five question assessment, we can give them a tool to just generate based on a particular standard, a particular grade, a particular topic, um, even contextually, you know, a particular maybe interest or theme area that goes with another, um, you know, lesson plan they're doing. That takes something down to really just a matter of minutes that they can then incorporate into their plan immediately. Um, so I think it's because it's used so high frequency that it was very attractive for us to immediately put that into um, performance matters assessment to be able to generate that assessment, you know, in a matter of minutes. Wow. So take us through sort of what this looks like in the course of a teacher's day. And either of you can jump in here. But, you know, I, I'm a teacher. I've got my students. Is this something that I'm generating after school when I would be lesson planning in the, in the old days? Is this something that... I'm watching students do independent work and I can create that assessment. What do I need to change in my classroom to make this really work for me? How, how does that going to look? Sure. I, I can start it, Marcy, and feel free to jump. I think, uh, you know, the way I always uh, tell, tell the team is think about, it's like, let's pick the examples of how other industries have taken advantage of mm -hmm. AI. Let's take about the car industry, right, which automated driving, my Tesla, right? Think about, the you know, the initial lane change warnings, right? That's where it started. Yeah. And then went into, hey, I'll keep you in the lane. Then to almost give me your directions and I'll help you navigate there. And even I can navigate your complex path in within a city. Well, our AI path is very much similar. We started today with already in the last couple of years, we have branched address based on AI. So we have a lot of districts who take advantage within our data analytics platform different uh, attributes to be able to come with address modeling so we can actually tell them these kids might get at risk based on these factors. So that way you can provide the right support intervention. So we are giving them those warnings. With the things what Marcy talked about, giving them tools to help them stay in the lane, we are helping you know, teachers, we've come up with the lesson plans, come up with the questions, as well as guide the student to on a mastery that here's the things which actually might help you. The piece where we are actually taking this one step further is now almost taking to automate it to their directions. So this is where, how do we put AI in that whole thing from end to end flow, where let's take one of the biggest areas where the learning happens every day, which is homework. Mm. Let's personalize the homework itself. That's something homework hasn't changed. You know, similar mythology has been doing for hundred years, year, but every child, struggles and has their different needs, but yet we measure them with the same homework. We also, if you think about it, uh, and I you know, have done this, a lot of uh, data around this, is that number of kids in North America who actually spend more than an hour of supplemental learning outside homework are very few. So if we really want to achieve, uh, improve the achievement gap, we got to actually make the homework itself personalized. There could be a lot of good use of supplemental tutoring and supplemental content, and they can go to Khan Academy and they can go to Excel and other systems, but they're only doing that one hour in a week. If we really want to improve achievement, we got to actually do that within the context of their day-to-day -day learning. And that's really a unique opportunity for Power School because we are where they're doing their homework. We are system where they're getting the homework and we can now personalize the entire homework within that context. Now, there is a here, which is now the actual scenarios are even a lot more complex. You look at a lot of different behavior aspects, their career pathways. How do we now incorporate that into their homework itself? So we're not measuring every kid by the same mastery. We actually want to factor that kid's passion, 
that kid's career path, that kid's goal, and bring that learning into it. So we're not measuring the same thing with and deal with the environment for that child. And that's where things like our Navians and other pieces come into the picture and helping even take that one step further and provide a full personalized learning pathways. So we're really kind of, you know, doing that. Now, as Marcy was mentioning, it, it all is actually, it's really helps the teacher. Sometimes the people are scared to your point is like, hey, this is going to take teachers away. Actually not. I take the same example of a automated car. It's, it's not taking the role of the driver. If I'm shuffling my kids to the stuff, it's not that the automated car means I'm going to send my kids to go by themselves. I would still be in the car, but now rather than the tedious task of driving, I'm actually engaging with my kids and family. Well, that's what now we're equipping teachers with those automated tools to now actually focus on the engagement rather than actually have to worry about the mundane task of homework and collecting that to know where the kids are. So it really actually allows our teachers to teach and focus on the teaching. So it's a very, you know, it's augmenting the teachers and, and really into their day-to-day learning. It's powerful because I think for years we've talked about technology really powering those human moments and making it a much more human-to-human connection, which frankly, a lot of schools, traditional classrooms are actually not all that much. So if you're lecturing to a large mass of undifferentiated sort of lessons uh, to them. But the other piece that I just want to pick up on there that, that, that you mentioned that I think is, is quite interesting is when you think about sort of connecting that into Naviance and those career or college pathways, if I'm hearing you all correctly, it sounds like you could start to say like, hey, Michael, you're really excited about this career field or this set of skills or whatever else. Why don't you learn algebra in the context of this? We're going to generate problems that show you the relevance. Am I catching where you're going with this? You're absolutely right. It actually lets them not just do the competency and masteries on the different standards or what the lesson plans or the curriculum is. It actually takes that one step further to start building life skills, collaboration skills, other things which the kid is passionate about. So we are really focusing and developing the whole child and helping them achieve their true journey of their clear goal. That's really neat. So Marcy, this is rolling out this fall, right? So what should educators expect as they come back to their classrooms in August and September? Yeah, so they should expect, um, you know, we're rolling out into a beta or a pilot format um, this fall is really, you know, where you normally log in and you have to create items and that that has a, a big task associated with it. Now you just press a button, hit generative um, item, and, you know, it automatically creates those items. You can select them um, and put them directly on a, like an assessment and use that. You asked before, like, is this you know, is this in class? Is this? I think it could be in class. I think because it's so easy um, to generate them, I think you could do your exit ticket literally after you taught your lesson. Um, have you know have kids take it? I think the other part that's really exciting, and you started touching on this, is that you could really personalize it for you know every student. Let's say you have twenty five students in your class. You know, you know what their interests are because we are connected to the college and career readiness, you could really start tailoring that experience because you've cut down on the amount of time that it takes to do it. Wow. So So as we go into closing time, if you will, um, Hardeep, I guess the question I have for you is that, you know, we're all excited about this. There's a lot of folks who are nervous about AI in general, AI and education specifically. What do you think about those risks and and what do you say to those who are maybe nervous to embrace AI in the classroom? 
No, I, I completely know where people are coming from, especially coming out of this pandemic and the crisis after a crisis on to engagement and to outcomes to teacher burnout. You know, we almost are, hey, we want a breather. Yeah. But in reality, with the generative AI, we are already facing another challenge. Um, I shared in my keynote, uh, Google just shared earlier this week about the stats on chat GPT. If you look at the search, homework was the second highest category mm-hmm. of search on chat GPT. Mm-hmm. So how people are doing homework today is anyway getting disrupted because those same questions without kids actually taking advantage of chat GPT is not going to really uh, you know, be any more feasible. So teachers and school districts have to evolve. Even they can look at banning as much, but it's, they still have to evolve. And what we are seeing is actually a lot of our thought leader districts are actually trying to get ahead of that. And they are figuring out how you take advantage and actually re- think about the homework itself to be able to factor that it's actually a lot more different interactive. And to your point, I think the, we are taking these steps. We are building these components. We are launching the item generation and lesson plans. So that allows teachers to create uh, you know, better personalized uh, lesson plans and uh, pathways. But as we work with them and look at how we can actually help them re-think about homework into the next year and think about the, you know, even broader than competency-based learning into the career pathways, we have opportunity to partner with school districts to really drive that and stay ahead of it. And as I said, it, it's not to replace teacher. It's actually, as Marcy said, it actually gives time back in the hand of teacher so they can actually focus on teaching, which is what they love. And that's why they're in the profession to begin with. So it actually really takes all that administrative aspects and automates a lot of the component. The other concern I think I, I do hear about is equity mm-hmm. element. Does this actually help equity or, or, or actually makes it worse? It's very important that we do address the access problem, right? Uh, and this doesn't take the ac- address the access issue. But as we have seen, there's been a lot of investments over pandemic when with this or money to address the access issue. But just that giving more hardware doesn't solve the equity problem. What we have seen that to address the equity problem truly, and we have seen equity problem does get worse actually in the, through the pandemic, we actually need technologies like this at scale, which can really help address the equity at scale problem. And I think, again, the partnerships and rolling into the right way allows us to stay ahead of it rather than making it worse. You went where I wanted to do, uh, where I wanted to go for the last question on, on this question of equity. And so I'll, I'll phrase it this way because you mentioned some of the districts that have banned ChatGPT or AI and things of that nature. And I guess my take, and I'd love you both to reflect just you know briefly as we, as we wrap up here. My take has been that when you ban AI, from your school systems or whatever else, or ChatGPT or whatever it is, that in effect you're saying to those students who have access outside of school and at, at home and so forth, good for you, go wild. But those of you who don't, too bad. And that seems to me deeply inequitable. How would you respond to that take? Do you have a different way of thinking about it? Go ahead, Lars. Uh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I think that that I think districts that struggled with you know, do we ban it? Do we embrace it? I think that, you know, they're starting to come around to the fact that we do have to embrace it. It's here. And I think, you know, one of the things that I have found fascinating as I've talked to districts is that they are finding unique ways to use it. And it does drive more equity than it does uh, disparity. Mm-hmm. Um, if they 
can work with their communities to understand those things. And to your point, you know, students that maybe not have access to computers and things like that outside of the classroom, it actually starts opening an entire new world for them. Um, and so I think, you know, I think that uh, there was a speaker on one of our earlier panels today that said, you know, he was familiar with both sides of that coin and that, you know, he, he as he's worked with districts is fully, you know, embracing on moving people over into the, the empowerment camp um, of AI uh, for districts overall. Yeah, our deep final word. No, I, I would completely agree with Marcy. And what I would just say is that, you know, it's important for us as a technology providers to actually partner with people like yourself, the districts who really do this and educate the right way. We, you know, this is our fundamental opportunity and it's a pivotal moment to actually help us accelerate a lot of the things we've always wanted to do, the competency-based learning. A lot of districts have struggled. How do you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, this actually gives you a path to do that. It's also important we this addresses the teacher burnout problem. Let's give the tools to the teacher, which helps them actually take a lot of that work out of their hands and we can actually improve it. It also helps us address the personalized learning and engagement problem. Let's help support each child. And then also let's not just focus on achievement, let's focus on the whole child. So let's give them all the other things that helps us. So it is a journey. It's a lot of uh, you know, different elements. We're actually even partnering with organizations like Code.org to even have initiatives like Teach AI. So we want to actually teach even AI, not just to schools from a professional development perspective, how they take advantage, but actually how they can actually introduce to the kids as well. It's because I think that allows us to really take advantage of really helping use this as a transformational moment. And uh, you know, we're very excited about the unique opportunity we have to actually support we were really excited about all the work going on in the industry, but as we can kind of really integrate all that into the day-to-day -day learning and really help where learning and engagement is happening in the power school systems for 80% of the North American school districts, we have a unique opportunity to really partner and help them with this journey. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us here. For all of you tuning in, we'll be back next time on The Future of Education.